So, this week is supposed to be structured and whatnot. Um, if that's you said- <laughs> yeah, it sounds better. Yeah, I like your mic. All right. So structured. Well, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so, uh, we have a uh, schedule of uh, what are you drinking. Uh, Hughes Human is this, and uh, that's a lot of money, along with Karma's a Bitch and our side salad. So, I will start off... <clears throat> Because I am drinking uh, Yellowstone, Yellowstone, yeah, Yellowstone bourbon, and Yellowstone. Uh, yeah, and I would I would tell you about it, but I'm stuck at a hey I'm over twenty one paywall or not a here we go. <laughs> so this is a this is a <clears throat> it's a and per the uh, site slash label it's a Kentucky straight bourbon smooth. Skillfully selected bourbon with true ties to its family. Um, whatever. Made no you said. Yeah, yeah, and right on the banks, right on, right on the banks of the Wabash. Uh, but to tell you the truth, um, so have you ever had Eagle Rare? Eagle Rare. Mm, maybe. Okay, that's you can sometimes find it at Costco. It's it's a it's a staple of the liquor stores around here but Eagle Rare is about 30 bucks and it is probably one of the best drinking bourbons <clears throat> I've had it punches way above its own class um, it's really good stuff if you ever see it I would grab it if you're you're into whiskey and bourbon it's a, it's a good one With, without a doubt I highly, highly recommend that. Um, yeah, that's this Yellowstone also is pretty good. Um, not going to lie. It was a Costco purchase. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's wrong with that. I, I gave it a plenty of stuff at Sam's Club. I mean, oh, is so this what so it is? You're, so you're like the 90 year old white guy suburban store. Yes. I, I go. <laughs> I go to the trendy asshole white guy store. That's a. Uh... Well, I have to drive too far to get to that. So, I knew this cost like forty-five minutes away, maybe. So, I, I I will say I will say this about Costco is that <clears throat> depending on where you're at geographically, yeah, they actually have some pretty cool stuff. Like they will get like local. Like, I won't say microbrew because that'll never happen. But like, if you're, if if your state is like known, you know, for like some big thing, like like the Costco's in Michigan, all like yeah. the, like the big craft Michigan breweries, Costco will yeah. carry their stuff. So like, you can you can go and find like um, what is it? Bell's is a Michigan beer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, sure. so you it's can you can. You can go to Costco's in Michigan, and they'll have bells. There you go. So I mean, yeah, it's I mean that's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's I mean it's better no, than nothing. But I, I have cool. <clears throat> I I have yet to see the local Costco that I'm near have anything resembling Three Floyds, which is like the biggest. It's the biggest microbrew in the location, you know? It's like, yeah. 
but that might be that might be three Floyds. That might not actually be Costco. That might be them. It might be. It might be. You know, they they want to maybe uh, help out the smaller stores instead of helping out this this really big conglomerate. That makes sense. But we, we get four hands at uh at Sam's. So <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, there you go. it's the local. Um, and you know, I I don't know. That's a sellout position, right? I think that's a uh, exposure. You know, I mean, I mean, I can get four hands at most of the liquor stores around here, and I can get it at Walmart, and uh, and I yeah, I can get it at, at Sam's too. Um, and you know, there's a we have big liquor stores here. They they carry all kinds of stuff, including four hands and lots of good local microbrews. You realize that there's tears literally rolling down my eyes that you get four hands. Hey, you get three Floyds. You know, often I get that, and I I rarely get Dallas too. Um, but but uh, what, and all we get down here of Bells is like a you know two hearted, which is fine. But yeah. um, everybody gets two hearted. That's yeah, everybody gets two hearted. <clears throat> You know, nobody's doing the fat tire thing where, like, they're, they're transporting all of their stuff. New Belgium has, like, everything's on shelves everywhere. Like, um, but, well, you know, the, the, is, it, is it a microbrew then? I don't, I don't know. We, we get the, um, I mean, obviously where I'm at, I get a crap ton of Goose Island. But what we do get is that uh, hero, that hero stuff where it's, like, you know, uh, everyday GPA. hero. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like... Like the whole, I like them. I like... <clears throat> yeah, the 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 everyday i the everyday hero IPA. Like you can, I can go to my local grocery store and buy like a twelve pack or fifteen pack, or whatever it is of that, and then like all their variety packs. I've got all that. Um, Three Floyd stuff. Yeah, that's there. Eighteenth uh, Street. That's there. Um, occasionally, like uh, Region Ale, that'll show up. Uh, what's the other one? Oh. Um, Shoot, Devil's Trumpet. We get Devil's Trumpet, but Devil's that's Trump. that's a local. That's a local one. And then uh, we'll get some of the Michigan stuff, like Greenbush. Have you ever heard anything about Greenbush? I don't think so. Okay, we get. Oh yeah, Greenbush makes them there. Greenbush is out of Sawyer, Michigan, um, right? Like yeah. across the border, like uh, you know where Round Barn is or thereabouts. That sounds familiar. Okay, so so like you you run across the expressway. And there's the exit that you take to Round Barn. But what you really drive through is Sawyer, and that's where Greenbush is. And Greenbush is like – it's weird. They, they've been like gobbling up like stretches of the town. And I'm, I'm throwing air quotes up. You can't see it because this is a podcast. <laughs> but, but air quotes, town, air quotes. <clears throat> Uh, they they've been buying up like both sides of the street, and they they put in like a brewery, and they put in like a pub house, and they put in like an eatery, and they they put nice. like a place where you can go get fills, and they put in a place where you can go buy a uh, package, and and it's you know they're they're not trying to like take over the town, but they're trying to expand their business. Um, but they make a lot of great stuff. Uh, what is it? Um, shoot, uh, Party Wolf. That's a green bush specialty. Uh, there is, um, dang it, what's the other one? Uh, Starfish Shotgun, I think, is their other one. Hmm. Um, they make a lot of good stuff. And I'm sadly sitting here having diarrhea of the mouth because I'm trying to <laughs> pause enough to actually look up what they have because I'm lame. 
but I can't think well, of it. I'll check it out because um, I, I don't think I've had them before. Um, but but they sound that sounds like a really cool thing to have like an eatery and all that stuff. It reminds me of our Main Street Brewery, which, uh, 4204, which is in uh, Belleville, Illinois. And they've got an eatery there. Um, and then, of course, they got a bar. Um, it's real neat, you know, and you can do tours, all that kind of stuff. But but they've got. Whoa. Uh oh. Dan? Hey, I can't hear you. Whoa, you can't hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Wow, that was weird. That was like five five or ten seconds of dead time. Bus, dude. Anyway, I was just bragging about Main Street Brewery. I don't I don't know what happened. That is weird. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, did, did you get to look it up? Uh yeah, so Star Chicken Shotgun IPA. Uh, I've had that. Uh <laughs> Name <laughs> Dune, Dune Grass IPA. That's another one. Party Wolf. That's a, that's one I can actually get that locally. Um, what's one of the normal ones here? Sunspot is another. That's a Hefeweizen. So that's pretty cool. You got uh, Distorter, which is a Porter Dune Grass. That's an IPA. That's pretty decent. Uh, looks like they're running Brother Benjamin. I've never had that. That's an Imperial IPA with honey. Uh, Star Chicken, mm. Star Chicken Shotgun is a American IPA, and uh, the graphics are pretty cool. It looks like an Elvis, like a chicken. If it, if a chicken was Elvis, <laughs> um, Party oh, Wolf. That's fun. Party Wolf is. Um, it reminds me of uh, Robert Smith from The Cure. Uh, if that makes okay. any sense. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the other graphics are in any of this stuff, but uh, I really, I mean, so we were going, my wife and I were going to Brown Barn and we drove through Sawyer and I'm like, we got to stop because this is Greenbush. Yeah. Dude, I worked with, he was like, oh yeah, you know, me and my wife, we go there, we get some beer, we go to the, behind the, the brew pub part on the east side, there's like a, uh, like a, decoration slash holiday slash market slash store whatever behind it so they'll yeah. go they'll eat he'll get a beer they'll go you know browse trinkets etc kitschy stuff <laughs> yeah. so it's it's like a whole day and from where we're at it's you know it's like an hour and a half drives so it's not really that big of a haul <clears throat> but apparently i mean the food's no, really good bad. and I, I mean i've had their beer i really like it um yeah I will say that's one of the things about the whole like craft brewery revolution slash whatever is that it's pretty cool. Like just about every like metropolitan area or, you know, I mean, I guess you don't have to really be a metropolitan anymore, but you've got these amazing places that are trying to make like crazy different, you know, make their own name in beer. So you get all these interesting varieties and, you know, everything else you could possibly have. It's, it's kind of neat, you know. It's not like, hey, look, you've got Bud or Miller, and maybe Coors if you're a weirdo. <laughs> if if you're out in Colorado, Coors, well, yeah. you well, I mean, people, right? I mean, that's that's like the joke, right? Like, I'm sure people that are on the West Coast are like, well, you've got Coors, and then that awful Bud or Miller crap, right? I mean, that's <laughs> probably. And then there's us, and we're like, what? <clears throat> No, I, I think that's a great point. Um, like, uh, 
the, the town my wife grew up in, uh, Hillsboro, Illinois, a real little town. Um, I, am, I mean, maybe 6,000 people or something, but it's, it's well off the beaten path, like, you know, 40 minutes off the highway or what have you. They just got their own craft beer um, brewery huh. uh, called the Opera House. And it was an old opera house, and, and these guys bought it. I think they might be from Chicago, uh, but they bought it, and, they, and they've opened up a, a brewery there. And, like, if you told me, you know, a suburb of St. Louis they were doing that, I'd be like, well, yeah, they're all doing that. Right. But you're absolutely right. This is a, a small town, 40 minutes off the highway, and now they're making their own beer. Um, and what's what's interesting about that to me is you think back to our heritage, like you think back to, you know, pubs in Germany or something like nobody was transporting their beer back in the day. So everybody before Anheuser-Busch, everybody was just making it local. Your town would have a particular type of beer that they had there. And that's what you drink, right? And if you wanted something else, you'd go to another town, right? Well, yeah. And we're kind of we're kind of getting back to that in a sense, right? But because now we have all these little microbrews, we're like, well, if I want uh, I want forty two oh four, I'm going to go to Belleville. <laughs> I'm going to get a steak and I'm going to order, you know, a porter with it. <laughs> well, you no, know? you. I mean, you, you make an you. That's a very succinct point because when I was in Cologne. They're they're known for their coals, right? And yeah. we were there, and it's like, hey, have some coals. Yeah, and that was like the thing to have while you were there, and I mean, it was good. I mean, I, I don't know. I never had a coals before, so I don't really have a lot, a whole lot of. <clears throat> I can't say if it was bad or not. It was good while I was there. We'll put it that way. Let's take a crisp. It's almost like a pilsner. I shouldn't say that. It's not like a pilsner, but it's like a, a crisp, light drink, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I like uh, not in the winter. Hey, hey, you should. Staffley <laughs> makes one. Yeah, well, yeah, they do. They they certainly do. Speaking of really big quote micro brews, um, <laughs> oh, they're they're uh, not. But, Come on, dude. They're they're not I, any. They're smaller than Sam Adams, but, right? But, yeah, they are. But like, at, w- at what point? That's a great point. At what point do you stop being a microbrew and you start a? You become a a brew. <laughs> I, what, what's the next term? Because Sam Adams is now the biggest American-owned brewery. Would we still call them a microbrew? I mean, surely not. And right behind them, Sierra Nevada. You're not going to call them a microbrew, right? I, I mean, think. Can you? I would say distribution. Okay. okay. What's what's your what's your distribution? Can you go into your local supermarket and pick you up? If you can go into your local supermarket and pick you up, you're and I and I, I well no no that's wrong. It's wrong because local supermarkets now are all about hey we carry we carry local craft brews. So We've got the local yeah no totally but it, so and it, it's and it's, it's not limited to them it's like even like the WalMarts of the world oh, yeah. and everything else you can't you can't get away from it. So I will say can okay. you go from one state to the west and one state yeah. to the east and find there the same beers. If you can find the same beers in every general Grocery yeah. store or yeah. big box store, then you are not a craft brewery. Okay. okay. And and like I hate to say it, like Sam Adams, while they are the American craft brewery, they have yeah. transcended that where you mm-hmm. can I mean you can get them anywhere. Like yeah. straight up. That's true. So I 
I and and like I guess this is, this is the argument. Like, so Sam Adams is. I mean, they're. I guess they are the original, but they've become so much more than that. But at the same time, without Sam Adams, you would never have the craft brewery, you know, revolution. I'm throwing up air quotes again. Yeah, no, no. I, I think you could argue that. I think you could argue that. They, yeah, they made a good. They made a good case for it. And yeah. with without them, I mean, they're you know Genesis or Patient Zero or however you want to look at it, depending on your bent on you know what your opinion of craft brew is. I <clears throat> and maybe it's the uh, old school capitalist, but I like <laughs> I like the idea that you know, hey, yeah. There's about, you know, what, 120 different varieties of IPA that have Galaxy in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, it's, <laughs> it's, it's probably hyperbole. Maybe. Mm. But, is it, but is it really? <laughs> no, but probably that, but not. That, but that's not, a, that's not a bad thing, right? Because, I mean, I mean, Think about American Pilsner or Pilsner in America. That, that's yeah. probably the right way to say it. <laughs> you got a lot, a lot yeah. of choices. And some you of do, them are ass do. and some yeah. of them are good. <laughs> so why not? Why not have, you know, hey, look, it's another IPA. It's sort of like licking a pine cone. <laughs> and then there's ones that are like, hey, you just gave that pine cone a blowjob worthy of Pornhub. <laughs> so we're, 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 you know, Hey, which, which one is it? It's, it's all kind of good sooner or later. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some similarity wherever you go. Right. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not over IPA yet. I'm not. And I know a lot of people are um, really, but I'm not, I don't think I'm done yet, but, but I, you know what? I mix it up. I there's people, there's people, there's people that are done that are done with it. I think there are people who are, yeah. I think there are people Ouch. who are like, like, well, just what you said that they're they're all kind of the same, or or yeah. they they just push hoppy or hoppy or hoppy or you know we're into a wet hop or we're into a dry hop we're into a double dry hop. Um, it, <laughs> and, like I'm not I'm not over that yet. Or the Imperial IPA, right? Um, I, I'm not over it. I think there are people who are getting kind of tired of it, but but I vary, right? So um, tonight, like I'm drinking a porter. Um, you inspired me that from from last week. Yeah, you were talking about it, and I was like, well, I, I want a porter. It's getting to be that time of year for me. Um, so I went out and uh, went to the liquor store with with my kid, and, and we found a, a porter for me to drink, and it's good, and it tastes like a porter. Um, it is. It's um, it's from Great Lakes Brewing Company, which is out of. Uh, Ooh. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I didn't know that until, until I picked it up. Um, and it's the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Um, it's <laughs> That's just, an awesome name. I thought it was a clever name, right? Um, you know, name name for the was it the biggest uh, ship to ever go down in, in one of the Great Lakes, I think. That's, uh, that's slightly familiar. That's pretty good. So that was kind of cool. Um, and, and they say on here, you know, that, that they brew it for, for that legendary freighter's fallen crew. Uh, taken too soon with the gales of November came too early. Um, and it's, it's, they said it's a robust and complex uh, porter and, you know, it's, it's a porter. It's uh, got like hints of chocolate and, 
maybe a little hint of caramel on it and, and it's dark, but it's, as we said last time, it's not too thick. You know, you don't have to eat it. Um, but if you swirl it around in your glass, it, it kind of hangs just a little bit. And I like that in a porter. Um, but I, I think that's partial, partially why I'm not, I'm not done with IPAs. Like I think some are is that, you know, in the summer I might drink a, you know, a light Mexican drink. Uh, you know, I might do a Negro Modelo or something. Um, uh, or even, even God help me at work. We have land shark all the time on tab. <laughs> I'm actually, what? I'm looking at great lakes right now. Are you? Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it, Hey, it's a good beer. Um, and, and if I'm going to get a porter, I might, I might t- grab it again. Um, but you, so, so, so you're saying there, they listen to a lot of brand new with the, the ship going down. That's like, that's like the clunkiest shit ever. I'm sorry. I'm what? Sad. <laughs> dude i was listening to some brand new earlier good times dude um yeah great lakes brewing anyway um so so that's good but i picked up a stone uh a sampler pack too because uh, i couldn't mm. help myself i have gotten too damn big to be called mike um those but, fuckers you know, those fuckers have a place in germany now i mean they're fucking with me do they oh yeah Good for them, though, man. I mean, because they were definitely old school, you know, microbrew, all this original, really interesting shit, um, and just experiment, experiment with the beer. Um, like like this shit, I, I just poured this. I haven't tried it yet. Stone Vengeful Spirit IPA, and I could see the yeast in the bottom of it. And when I poured it in um, to the glass, like there is, there's a, there's yeast in there, buddy. Um, well, um, <laughs> yes, I did a poor job. I tried. Um, but, like, I mean, that's, that's just so cool that, that they're definitely brewing. I mean, they're letting it continue to ferment in the bottle. Um, and uh, this is allegedly an, an IPA with pineapple and mandarin orange. And, uh, hmm. you know, I, I like blood orange IPAs, so, so I'm, I'm guessing I'm going to like this. But, but, again, you know, for some that started very small, you know, it started with, like, Arrogant Bastard. Do you remember that shit? Um, Mm-mm. Oh, man. I, it's I, so I came, I came so real late into Stone, to tell the truth. Yeah. It's it's a strong drink. I don't even know what it is. But it's, like, 9% alcohol, I think. In a, and I drink it just because it's such a fucking clever <laughs> name of a drink. Um, you put it in, like, these big pint bottles. Um, it is it was strong, or at least it was. Um, but it, I had to learn how to drink that shit. It was what's hard. what's the green one? I I had the green one to start with. The green one is that is that just their straight IPA or well, they have like a go IPA and they have a regular IPA. Um, it might um, be. I'm digging through their website right now because I, I've seen the bastard one, but yeah, the the first one I had was. God, it had green graphics on. I don't know which one it was. I think that might just be their regular IPA, but yeah, the, the oh, yellow wow. one. They make a tangerine. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've got that in. It's in the fridge. It was in the sampler pack, and it's good. No it's good. Yeah, Tropic, it's not. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at this Tropic Thunder Lager. So Ooh. local local place up here, um, Office of Square Brewing. They do they do a beer that's called. Tropic Thunder, and it's you know supposed to be a play off the movie. Yeah, no fucking way. Did they do this too? That's so crazy. Oh no 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 no. There's a uh, hold on one two three four. 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They have a twelve line story behind it's it's like Of course they oh, do. Christ almighty. Well I, I sent Are you, you a... kidding me. Yeah. It's it's not I mean I'd read you this, but it's nonsense. <laughs> it's clever. I mean it's it's that kind of uh yeah, it makes you laugh. Because oh, that's it's, it's... seriously, right? Yeah, I mean it's the same idea. It's it's tropical ish with pineapple and whatever frippin' crap is in it. It's it's all this let's see. Well in this in the stone version there's citron mosaic and cashmere hops. So a uh, total side note <clears throat> so hops hops growers and you call them developers. I don't what do you call people that Take horticulture and like develop cultivators, where they're like designing new new varietal. So, so like like the hops people, they they name their shit. Are they like the the marijuana people, where they like like galaxy hops and like seriously like cashmere hops? I mean, it's 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 the American spelling with like C and H, but it might as well be with the K, like. Fucking Afghanistan, right? I mean, it's. I mean, how yeah. it's is it? I, I I get like you know the whole it's oh, it's the hops and the buds and all and it's is it is it just like is it a joke? Is it like you know stoner beer drinking? We're gonna fucking pull one over on the squares. I mean, I, obviously, it sound like I'm like seventy eight right now, but <laughs> it's it's like with this we can sound like we're like 70 well, no um, no 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 i sound like i'm 102 here by saying that shit but it's it's squares. funny <laughs> oh shit no i mean i think you're right i mean i think a lot of it's marketing right um i'm sure it's just like what like fruity pebbles or whatever stuff we used to smoke that had ridiculous names uh what was the one something on a Christmas tree? And, and you're like, what? Um, so probably, probably a lot of it's just marketing nonsense. But my brother does some, some homebrew. Um, and there are like a few different varieties of hops you can get, you know, um, that seem legit. It seems like they are legitimately different. <laughs> okay, so I've got Stone's Tropic Thunder Up. It is yeah. a lager. It is 5.8 ABV and 65 IBUs. Which I still to this day don't understand. The <laughs> the Tropic Thunder from Off Square is six point six. It is ninety IBUs and it is a American IPA. So not the same because Stones is a oh no. Uh, see, this is what happens when you drink good bourbon. It's prop. <laughs> It's it's Stone Tropic of Thunder Lager versus Off the Square Brewing Tropic Thunder. It's not the same. Nobody can get a nobody can get a lawyer. Wah 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 wah. And Stellar can get a lawyer and go after Off the Square. Sweet baby Jesus! It's it's like uh, it's beer nerds. That's all it is. Beer nerds. Straight up. Uh, but the point is, we're living in a wonderful um, time in American microbrew, let's face it. And all the Europeans can suck it for making fun of all of our beer for years. We now have decent beer. Take that. Well, yeah, I mean, 
Like, as, as I mentioned before, being in Germany with the whole Kolsch thing, we went to, the, went to a restaurant and they were like, here's Kolsch. And I was like, oh, hey, it's, it's German beer in Germany. But at no time were they like, hey, we don't just have German beer. We have all kinds of crazy bullshit that you <laughs> probably will drink and go, wow, it tastes like I'm drinking a dead cat. It's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> Quit making fun of Sing Tao. I really liked it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, pers- I I personally enjoyed uh I I really did like Shaftley. I still go by I, like I think their their pumpkin or whatever it is, their harvest, whatever whatever their fall style beer, I actually like <laughs> theirs. Um I don't I don't like um what is that? There's a there's another one that's real big. It's like Southern or something or I and like the Sam Adams one, not so much. But I actually like I like the Shafley version of it. Um I love forehands, mainly because we went and had a bunch and I can't get it up here, so I have like good memories of it. But you know what I really like more and, and I've I've told people about this and they've been they've been like, Oh dude, cool is civil. Civil life. Civil life, right? Like, I, I don't think that one gets enough. And I, I don't think they have, like, anything like – it's not like, hey, look, we're civil life. Here's our, you know, our zombie dust of the world or, or you know, crap like that. But, like, when we were there, I really enjoyed their ESB. I really liked that. I, I, I actually liked that. It was, you know – it looked like a pole barn, but then you went inside and, and it was really cool. And they had like, you know, old school drinking, um, you know, benches and all that. And like their choices were in chalk. And I mean, yeah, well, I like that. Well, the, the, dude, what? the dudes, the dudes in the bowlers and the vests were, you know, it was a little, little, I, I'll say now a little peaky blinders. Back then there was no peaky blinders, but it, it is peaky blinders blinders um yeah there you go pre peaky blinders blinders um but i i i liked i liked my, like you could go there and like they had like the second floor where you could like read books or play board games and they had like a giant jenga and they had the uh, dart stalls and everything and so that's a cool that's a really cool thing like i really like that um four hands i just i enjoyed their their beer i mean that was cool they, they had a lot. They had a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of good stuff for. I mean, they didn't really have like a massive menu of things you could choose from, but all their stuff was good. I mean, they they made a good beer, no matter what yeah. variety you had. So that's uh, that's one of the I I love telling that story <clears throat> of hopping all those bars, you know, and it's. I mean, I'm. I thank you for inviting me down because I really enjoyed that. I'll, I'll, let's let's put it that way. I mean, I'm, I, glad. I'm glad I got to get that opportunity. <laughs> I, I like to think we have a. I mean, a decent uh, decent range of beer here, and I think you guys have a decent range up there too. Um, I'd, I'd love to come hopping up there. Civil Life is a they are a different uh, microbrew, and they've expanded since they have a, a new huge location. Um, really. It's all. Damn. It's got all. Uh, 
like all wooden um, places to sit. So it's all kind of like it's inside, but it's all like, um, you know, park benches sort of thing, which is really cool. And it's very like industrial themed inside there. And they still have all these really unique and different beers. Like Swickle is still one of their biggest ones. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not, it's not my favorite, but it is totally different from like everything else I've had. Um, and, and so they're staying true, I think, to the roots of just doing things differently. Um, well, I, I will give you this much. I was in the Three Floyds <clears throat> brew pub, and they yeah. had a Be Civil sticker oh, prominently, no. prominently <laughs> stuck near their uh, register. So, you know, civil, civil, civil Life Brewing is not like, you know, oh, no one's ever heard of them, because they, they made it all the way up to there Three Floyds, which, you know, uh, man, did, Dan, did I ever tell you about the story? Um, God. It must have been earlier this year. So I was in Three Floyds. Uh, I was supposed to work on Saturday. Uh, I work, <laughs> obviously, I work, I work afternoons. Uh, so I went in like at, you know, right when they opened because I didn't want to get crushed by the crowd. So let's say like four hours before I had to be on shift. <clears throat> and I went in to get a, you know, get a bite to eat, have a beer. And I, I ran into two, two, two dudes from California. And I shit you not, they flew into Detroit. They drove to Lake Michigan and they were hitting every brewery along Lake Michigan. And I, I ran into them at three Floyds and they were still planning to go like, you know, West and North along the lake and then fly out of Chicago. Um, so we were there and it was hilarious because they kept going on and on, like how everybody on the West Coast, like they were buying beer at Three Floyds to take with – they rented a car, and they were buying a bunch of beer. And they were going to go back to the West Coast, and they were going to trade beers with guys on the <laughs> West Coast because people on the I – guess, I guess Three Floyds doesn't distribute out there. So they were going to like take it, and it had like this crazy value – that they were going to yeah. go and, and trade for things that, you know, wherever these other beer dudes on the West Coast get their beer from, from whatever other weird stuff. So, but it was, you know, and that really, that encounter, it's like, I think that's one of the cool things about like the whole, you know, brew pub thing is that you go there and I ran into two dudes from California who, for whatever reason, flew to Detroit and we're doing like a, like a micro brew. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I guess cause it's the biggest like metropolitan airport that would put them on that side of Lake Michigan. So they can come around into like Chicago. So yeah. And, and it makes sense because you, you go East and then you come West and then kick off and go home. But it was, it was so weird that, <clears throat> they're like, oh yeah, you know, everybody knows this brewery, blah, 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 and it's like wild because yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's nationally known, but it, much like, you know, like I said, like, you know, like Civil Life, here I am sitting here and they have a sticker, and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty crazy, you know, because it's But they shoot up there, like uh... But you can't find Civil Life anywhere where I live, anywhere near where three Floyds is at. They just don't have it at all. You probably can't like 
Shafley or hell, I can't. I don't think I can get three Floyds down here unless maybe if I go. It's Gumball Head. You, you might fall Gumball Head. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to find. Um, so when I see them, I tend to grab it. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, three Floyds. I'm, I can get Bells, but like I said, I get too hard. That's it. Um, how, about dog, how about Dogfish Head? Do you get any Dogfish Head down there? We do get Dogfish Head. Um, pretty yeah. regular. Um, what, you guys don't get that? What's well, I, we, we, get the, uh, we get the 60 minute, and sometimes you can find the 90 minute. Say yeah, Ooh, that's a, that's strong. Uh, oh, that's made that's that. good shit. <laughs> Ooh, six of those that'll put you down. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, yeah, we can get some dogfish head. Um, I like that one too. I'm pretty sure that's a Delaware brew. Am I, am I pulling that on my ass? Is that right? Um, yeah, it's it's a New England. That's for sure. You know that you know they have like a. Uh, like a hotel, motel place you can go and stay out there. No shit. Oh, this yeah. is what we ought to do in retirement, Jason. It's just bump around a bunch of different breweries. Oh, shit. That'd be a good time. We should sell their t-shirts on eBay. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Refrigerator, refrigerator magnets and t-shirts. Fuck it. Oh, man. Uh, well... <laughs> How how do we transition this roller coaster? Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Um, because we were doing a birthday party thing, I did not look at our who's man this is who man this. So you need to lead this because I'm looking at your notes right now. So spearhead this shit like wow. it's just fucking Cousteau going at a fucking uh, starfish. Okay, so, um, so this is a category of like stupid shit that the humans do. And uh, Jason, you picked impeachment. Um, so well, yeah. <laughs> this last week, I let my students pick um, what four topics they wanted to talk about in class. Um, and I took suggestions from them. And, um, oh, awesome. Yeah, yes, I put everything on the line. And uh, what gets me the top four? Impeachment. Every class. Um, and so I had to get up in front of uh, 20 to 30 students and, and give them the impeachment spiel. So this is basically my impeachment spiel from college. Um, and uh, so, so the first thing is um, you'll hear a lot of people on TV talking about impeachment as though it is a legal thing. And it's very important that you understand it is a political act. Right? Um, it could deal with something that is illegal. To get impeached, one does not have to do something necessarily illegal. Um, in fact, in the original draft of the Constitution, um, what they were going to put under the reasons you could impeach the president was tre- treason, bribery, and maladministration, which literally just means bad administration. <laughs> so it means you did some bad shit and we don't like you, right? Um, and they got into arguments about that. They said, boy, that's awfully broad. That sounds like I could remove you from office because I don't, I don't like your policies. And so they came up with this alternative, uh, and they called it other high crimes and misdemeanors. Hmm. The problem with those, those phrases, Jason, is that it's completely fucking meaningless. It could be anything. Um, in fact, one of their definitions... That's because modern people don't believe in the English language. 
I guess it. it was even back then, like the 18th century, right? Um, so well, okay, I, I, can I ask one thing? Yes. Is is this the is this the Confederacy of States pre-Constitution, or is this the States post-Constitution that were like, hey, we need some better clarification? Um, this is Federalist Papers and the, I think the first Constitutional Convention. So. Okay, so this 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 was every this is everybody raising their middle finger to the Confederacy of States. They're like, "Fucking okay. dog, we're gonna fucking lock this shit down." So this this is technically we're moving towards the actual first president of the United States versus the first president of what would be the like proto United States. So we're, yes. we're, we're, we're driving towards, we're, we're going towards George Washington, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right now. Yeah, he's okay. leading the debate and what to call this. And so the, okay. that other, that's, crowd- that's, that's actually really important because when, when the original stuff, you know, constitution and whatnot, when we just had the Confederacy, Confederacy of States, that was that was sort of the the watershed moment where it's like no we need a bill of rights we need all this other stuff this this is where we got modern america even though it was like a long long time ago because the before we I mean before we were you, the united states and i'm throwing some air quotes up we were a confederacy and we had the Constitution, and then we started, you know, drafting things like the Bill of Rights and everything else. And then we've got what we have now. So there, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it makes a big difference, but I think it's important that people understand that, you know, we we literally had two types of United States. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, 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 I want to make sure we understand that, like, because I, I, I know, like, a lot of people are like. Ooh, the Constitution's like an old document, and blah blah blah, and, and they didn't know what they were talking about. No, really, they did because they the first draft they had for the Confederacy, they're like, yeah, we're we, we got we got some we got some bad things, and this isn't going to work for everything. So we need we need the. I mean, honestly, that's where the Bill of Rights came from. Is they they sort of crapped it all out, and they're like, damn, that's not going to do it. We need. A bill of rights and we need this and then that's where that's where america that's where united states america at all came from is after the fact where we we made our constitution and the founding fathers went mm, yeah that's not going to do it and they actually went back and started working on it because i i feel like today especially people are like ooh it's not a it's not a document that works and it's a living but it's like no the founding fathers were pretty bright for being a bunch of old fucking white guys in ancient times and they 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 realize they they realize well damn we we fucked ourselves as sovereign states so let's go back and make some amendments to it this should be pretty damn decent and then we have what we have. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're great. And, um, so you, you raise a really great point, right? Because people might be like, oh, it's documented or it's dated or it's so incredible. And they might look at that as a negative thing. But part of the point of this was, was making it high crimes and misdemeanors was say that's very vague. 
um, because we we don't know what's going to happen, man. Like, so if somebody gets in there and starts abusing his power, we want you to have the ability to get him out, right? Um, and so we didn't want it to be so specific that you'd be like, well, he's doing something shady, but he's not doing treason. <laughs> so they, they added on this third thing. Now, what makes this third thing high crimes and misdemeanors weird? It's not an actual misdemeanor, Jason. So, like, okay, Jay in the office. That necessarily can't, right? Um, that's not what they mean by misdemeanor. They just mean, like, doing something bad. In fact, one of the ways they described what might constitute a high crime or misdemeanor in this case was maladministration, which is the original term they were going to use in place of this. <laughs> um, now, um, this has been dangerous in our history, right? first guy, the first president ever impeached was Andrew Johnson, and apparently he was a horrible president. Um, he was super racist, and he was doing some very controversial things, but they literally impeached him just because they didn't like his policies, right? Um, so they brought articles of <laughs> it went to trial, and they went, we can't remove this guy just because you guys don't like it. Like, he got voted in. We have to leave him in. And so the very first impeachment in the U.S. was basically a partisan act. And ever since then, this has been a political thing. Um, so don't, don't look at it right now and be like, this is the first time this has ever happened and it's been a totally Oh, fuck no. Of course, in recent history, we got Clinton, right, which is another example of this, right? Um, now, let, let me bring up the exception. Nixon. I was I was gonna I was gonna say I mean like I know I'm not actually old enough to claim that but I would say that's modern fucking relevant. Yeah. I think it is right. hundred people in the house voted that they should pass articles of impeachment, which just means we're going to to have a trial. That's all it means. Right? It doesn't mean he's getting kicked out. It means it's going to the Senate and we're gonna have a trial. We're not even there yet. In, in the House, we're Trump. We're not even there yet. The only vote they've taken is to, to do an inquiry. That's it. That just means we're going to look at shit and see if it's worthy of a trial. They aren't even at We think it's worthy of a trial. Let's have a vote, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so just keep in mind, 400 people from both sides of the aisle, completely nonpartisan, said, yeah, Nixon, you, this, we're taking this to trial, right? Not partisan. They looked at the facts. They weren't divided by party. And then when it went to the Senate, Republicans in the Senate looked at the evidence and they said, we're going to remove him. So they went up to the White House and they told Nixon, and they said, Nixon, if you don't resign, we're going to, I'm sorry, but the evidence is just, it's there, we're going to remove him. Right? And Nixon, love him or hate Tricky Dick, and I'm not a big Tricky Dick fan, right? Um, he did the right thing and he did not. Right? Um, but my point is, is that we are not in the same time anymore. Right? Um, they, I'm revering right now. No, but keep going because I'll keep going. So this is school and I'm learning. Okay, well good. So everybody's freaking out about the quid pro quo thing. Um, so first, what that just means, it's just Latin. It just means this for that. Literally, right? Yeah. Um, so 
freaking out about that because one of the other reasons they could possibly move to impeach Trump is bribery. And quote, so that's why everyone's freaking out about it. Um, it doesn't have to be. Again, there's this high crimes and misdemeanors thing, which could very well be more than enough. Um, it probably would probably be easier to nail him on. So that's why people are freaking out about it. Let me say this on Trump's behalf. When Trump says, I had a perfect call, Mulvaney says, we do call all the time. Um, they might not be totally lying. Um, you know, we, we come from the business world, right, Jason? Um, I, I've certainly been privy to conversations before in um, negotiations where we say things like this to a potential seller. We might say, I want to buy 10,000 units of your product. We'll only buy those if you give us exclusive rights to sell them on Amazon. No other seller can sell on Amazon. We'll buy 10000 That's a quid pro quo. That is exactly what that is. Right. right. Um, it, it's, it can be viewed as shady. In some circumstances, it could violate the rights to sell in certain places or in certain ways. But it's not illegal. It's, it's shady, maybe. Well, you're, you're, I mean, you're, in, in, in that point, you're, you're arguing, is it a open market? Is it a private market? Is a, you know, right. it, uh, you're, you're, you're basically arguing how much competition it is, right? Exactly. And, and that can, can form monopolies. There, there are certainly issues, right? Um, 10,000 is that much. And, and being the only seller on Amazon, I mean, it's not the only market. But look, it, it's certainly, you could certainly argue that's a shady act. My point is, is in the business world, people do that shit all the time. Oh, yeah. So, Trump <laughs> considers himself to be right. Trump considers himself to be a businessman. I can see why Trump thinks that he didn't do anything wrong. And certainly, we do tell other countries sometimes, hey, if you don't do this, we're not going to do that. Um, oh. The problem is, it's not that's the problem. It's that Trump military aid to try to help the Ukrainians fight against the Russians. And he asked them for a favor, and that favor involved something that could potentially affect the 2020 election. If he hadn't asked them that, nothing about what he's done is really illegal. Um, and even then, it's very much debatable. Um, what's curious about it all is that Trump wants the Republicans to argue substance on this. Right now, they've been pushing process. Like, it's not fair. Or you won't let us call witnesses. Or you won't let the lawyer say or he's not getting representation. And all that's BS, all that's smokescreen. And Trump sees that, right? Um, so he says, why don't you argue substance? Like, why don't you go to bat for me? And he's got a case, Jason. He's got a case. Um, first off, it might not be bribery, Right. They would have to prove that it's bribery. Second, high crimes and misdemeanors, they could argue that what Trump did is wrong. It probably, I think it probably is wrong. Um, but ultimately, Ukraine did get the money. He didn't get any dirt on Joe Biden. He could argue that it's not an impeachable act. And that's an argument that can legitimately be made. It's not where I'm falling on the side of it. But it's an argument that, that one can play out. The deal is this. It comes down to motivation. Or intention in the literary world, we always try to stay away from this. It's so hard to know what someone else is trying to do or what their intentions are. Right? So I can say to you, well, it seems like Trump's intentions were to try to swing the next election in his favor. But Trump wrote the same. No, my intentions 
were to root out corruption and not give this country money until I knew they weren't going to abuse it. How am I supposed to prove that? That seems very hard to prove. Right? Um, so, I mean, he's got an argument. I think he's lying, probably. <laughs> I think he's probably trying to get dirt on Joe Biden, um, which is hilarious because I think he'd probably beat Biden, honestly. Um, but I'd, I'd like to swing it into the other side of the aisle. So we looked at Trump's motivations for a second. What about Nancy Pelosi's motivation? What about the Bims' motivation? This looks really bad for them. Because since the day Trump's been inaugurated, we've been saying things like, don't worry, we'll impeach the fucker. Don't worry, we're going to get him out there. And then what happens? We launch the Russia probe. And to me, it's become some really shady shit. But nothing has ever come of it. That's actually the research I did, dude. Was uh, what's the dude um, McConnell? Mitch McConnell of Kentucky. Yeah, he's like, oh, there's no way. And then like, really? Already? I mean, I know it's that's, sad. That's kind of kind of ballsy. I, I, right. I, 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 and he's like, no. <laughs> We're not gonna look at the evidence. Um, which is part of my point, right, man? Like this has become so partisan. We kind of touched that. I think we finished. Yeah, we I did. think we're on to. I mean, uh, we're we're on to electric trucks, bro. Okay, so um, so real life Iron Man, Tony Stark. Um, so if if this dude can deliver, um, I think. <laughs> I know who you're talking about now, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, real real life Iron Man. If, if That's this, the guy. If this motherfucker can deliver, I think it will be a watershed moment. The only problem is, is that whatever he makes, if it's if it really is going to be a cyberpunk truck, it better be the butchest motherfucking cyber truck. <laughs> That's true. That is so, unfortunate. So, so here's here's the thing. Like, what do you need a truck to do? The truck needs to have like a seven foot plus bed. It needs to fit at least four to five people. Six if you got a front bench. 
it's got to be four by four, and it's got to be able it's got to be able to tow what five to eight thousand pounds. And I, I think electric motors are plenty capable of the towing. That's that's really not the problem. So, but it's just going to cost money. Well, yeah. But it, but diesel pickups are sixty to seventy grand now. I mean, they're it, people think people are always like, "Oh, it's a pickup truck." No, dude, pickup trucks are fucking expensive as shit because it's, they started sticking leather and all kinds of fucking insane shit. So, it's like a fifty thousand dollar pickup, not a problem, not a problem well, at yeah. all. No, I mean, I don't think seventy k that. I mean, 50, 50K for an electric, it's not that bad. No, because it's going to last for, what, 15, 20 years? Right. What's interesting is he's going to be competing with all the other ones. Like, you've got Ripon on this list. And, you know, what? But um, have you seen Riven's got this, like, secret compartment? that like goes all the way through the vehicle where oh, like yeah. the wheel wheels are that, that's fucking nasty um, and like super clever the kind of stuff you couldn't do before when you had a drivetrain there but things that you can do now uh, when it's you know four different motors each one controlling a different wheel hey, that's like a true 4x4 four four, you know it's nuts I, I like that they do the, the truck and the SUV platform no, they want to make money, and so they're they're going for someone who knows what they're doing when they haven't been doing the research themselves. It, it makes sense. And and Riven Riven is interesting because they are different than every other electric vehicles. You were saying how great Riven is, and of course, uh, Tesla Cybertruck. We we don't have anything on it yet, right? I mean, we don't have an actual product. Um, it's just all theoretical. Is that accurate to say? Well. I well, so Riven, they ah man, they had their architecture, they had their plan, all that crap. They're one of the few electric car companies who got all their shit together before they said, "Hey, we're making an electric vehicle." Right. So if I was gonna guess who's coming to market, them to, uh, I would go with them. Yeah, but. At the same time, I mean, Tesla's Tesla. They've had electric cars and an electric truck. I mean, it really isn't a thing, right? That's true. When, when you think about it, it's 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 a cab for two to four with a tray. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not pretty much. Scientist. But but he's saying what it's going to be like a Porsche nine eleven or something. It's it's gonna, it's going to be crazy power. I mean, I, I've seen the numbers of the Cybertruck. I think you sent me an article on it, and I was like, "Look at that torque! That's insane." Um, which makes us go. There's no reason why an electric truck couldn't beat out a, a traditional one, right? No, I mean, unless you're talking about some crazy boosted diesel. But like, I'm I'm actually on the ribbon site, and we're seeing uh, zero sixty in three seconds. Porsche. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, here here's one thing I do like about ribbon. They're saying you can go up to three feet of water. That's so cool. That's so cool. Which, I mean, you know, if you if you put a snorkel on a jeep or a pickup truck, you can do that. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, 
they're saying up to 170 horsepower, like traditional horsepower. Pretty good. Max towing is 11,000 pounds. Not the best on the current crop of diesels, but definitely capable. Definitely. So if if this thing comes out at 60 grand, I think you could have a serious contender. Um, I think the only thing I don't like about it is that it's a four-door with a short box. And that's one of the things I hate. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And the, the headlights are funky. I would rather have, like, the flip-out half doors and, I don't know, six inches in the bed. But that's because I want to use it as a pickup truck. Right, right. That's the only – right? I can't imagine having anything less than a six-and-a-half-foot bed. And you know what? Maybe I'm a purist. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know. But that's that's my thing. I mean, I, I just don't understand why you wouldn't. <laughs> like, I, I get that one in a long bed. Like, it can be hard to park. It can be a pain in the butt. But but come on, man. <laughs> like, short beds are lame. But with the short flip, with the flip-outs, it, it's not really that much longer. Well, here, here's a good example for you. So I'm in the ribbons. Mm-hmm. And we have the Fit More Adventure in greater lockable storage than any vehicle in its class. But what I'm seeing is a overland tent where yeah. 60% of the tent is over the bed and the other 40% is supported by a ladder. I.e., hey, we couldn't actually fit a tent uh, from the windows back. So you have to do it perpendicular and it hangs over the side. Yeah. And of course, because it's a hipster zone. Yeah, I pulled that one up too. And let me tell you, we sell tents like that. We sell tents like that at the aftermarket company that, that I do marketing for. And that, you do overlay. That's stuff? exactly how they do it. Yeah. So they like fold out over the top of the bed, or even over the top of like a Jeep or SUV roof, and then they're supported by uh, yeah. a fucking uh, ladder like that which is clever um and you know what they're actually way more sturdy than i would have expected i've been up inside one um but that's that's not a bad idea because you know what sucks what S- set up a tent yeah, <laughs> well, yeah that's but camping in the cold girl. dude damn straight damn straight so you elevate it you're away from any animals you're, you don't have to worry about water getting in because where does water get in on a tent up, up underneath, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I think it's really clever. I'm just trying to sell my wife on it because uh, we put a couple of bars over the top of my tonneau cover on on my uh, Chevy, and we could do this, um, but we wouldn't be doing this at all electric, <laughs> of course, um, which is the future for only sixty nine thousand. Only sixty nine thousand, Jason. Well, I mean, it's. It's the economy of scale. If every car is electric, it's not going to cost seventy grand. No, damn straight. And hey, this is a this is an electric pickup truck with four hundred plus miles per charge and quad motors. So there's a motor at each and every wheel. That's I think that's pretty impressive. So it's four by four. That's great. Anyway, um, have you checked out Bollinger Motors? It's B O L L I N G E R motors.com. These guys are making an electric Jeep and it's boxy as hell. But 
Yeah, it's like some crazy year, uh, English guys. Right? I don't even know, but I did a whole article on them. Yeah. They're from Hobart, um, New York, I think. Yeah, Hobart, New York. And uh, look, I'm I'm not a big Jeep nut, but you know, there are people who just, that's their thing. Like that boxy, all-terrained, minimalist vehicle, that's their thing. And these guys are doing it in spades. And let me tell you what I like about it. You know, we make fun of things like the Chevy Avalanche with like the fold down back and shit. But this this is doing that right where you can run a piece of lumber, Jason. I kid you not from the front of the vehicle to the back. It's amazing. It's a ski passer, right? It's it's really clever. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. But but they're doing some really clever things. With it, the, the, yeah, they go they go all the way through basically through what would be the engine. Yeah, ba- basically where, where you would think the engine would be, but I guess they just because it's just four motors at each wheel, <laughs> and, and then some batteries, you know. Um, anyway, they've they've got a four door version, uh, and then they've got like a truck version, basically um, the B one and the B two, and it's all aluminum, which is clever. But yeah, so so here's here's a good question for you. Is your next vehicle an electric vehicle, truck or not? Um, I would like it to be, yeah, for sure. But so here, here's the thing: like, I do not have a commute to work. Well, that's right. My job, my my job is literally four miles away from where I live. You lucky four point zero. I realized that I I can't. I can't have an opinion on commuting. Because <laughs> of course you can. It's going to get cold, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So that that's, I guess, uh, environment-wise. But <clears throat> I can't really bang on about, like, oh, people should think about electric. <laughs> because I've already gone past that where I'm, you know, grind away on a bike. But if I was going to pick a car, I would say, yeah, I mean... We don't drive my car long distances or, or go any place crazy. So why wouldn't I have it be electric? Yeah. To you know get back and forth to home through four days. Um, as for commuting in the frigid cold, um, it's really not as bad as you think it is. Uh, if you get glasses, if you have glasses, that's where it becomes a real pain in the ass. Yeah. And, uh, got to get like anti-fog or well yeah that's a good question I don't know what the hell I'm going to do I'm <laughs> having a hard time I rode home, I rode Friday and rode home on Friday and it was very foggy and I yeah I didn't know what the hell I was doing uh, you mean like foggy like outside or foggy on your goggles foggy on my glasses yeah. Well, have have you ever done paintball? You want to? There are paintball goggles uh, that you might be able to get. They could go over your glasses. Um, that might permit that, and that seems like a weird place to go. But I know guys. <laughs> they they bitch and moan that you get the wrong kind of like goggles over the top of your glasses, and and they get all foggy. But they got these good ones that are anti fog. I don't know what the science behind it is, but you might look into it. I might have to. But that, so that was that was probably the hardest part about the ride home was not really. I mean, I couldn't really see where I was going. I mean, I knew where I was going because yeah. I've ridden it a hundred times, but it was like 
the little detail things, like, I, I mean, if you have any glasses, it doesn't make much sense to understand how you're, like, trying to look around things in the middle, but that's what I was doing. And it was, it was dicey. <laughs> it was late. Not that, not the best of times to go, oh, look, I'm blind. Ooh. You were kind of like, uh, what did you call that, a second shift? Yeah, afternoons, three to three p.m. to eleven p.m. So, so you're you're riding home at night. Oh yeah. So you got like a, a light on it that that's activated from your pedaling. Uh no, just a USB charge. Okay. So I okay. got a light on the front, and then on the rear I have a, a white light on the front, and like a blinky red light on the back. Nice, nice. And all right, so four miles ish. How long does that take you? Mm-hmm. Well, on average, I'd say 18 minutes, give or take. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, I realize in a car, you can probably do that. I don't know. I mean, depending on... It takes about 11. It takes about 11 minutes. So, so it's not even that much more time. Um, no. And, of course, this is your, your salad uh, topic, your final topic. Um, and I love that. Like, I love that you're... You're riding your bike to work. Of course, I have to go an hour and 15 minutes in a car to go teach a class in Springfield, Illinois. <laughs> so I like I wish yeah. like I've had students write before like environmentalist papers that that one of the key points is like, well, we should all bike to work. And I'm like, that's great. But you need to live. I mean, that becomes a logistical question. If you live close enough to where you work. Yeah, sure. Right. And you're doing it. You're I mean, you're living the dream here. Uh, environmentalists getting exercise, all of the above. It's it's probably better for you all around to do this than to get in and out of a car and commute. It's it's better for the environment. It's better for you. You're getting exercise. You're mobile uh, versus me. I'm sitting at a desk all day, and then I'm sitting in a car all day to get there and get home. Um, but I, I guess I'm, it, is that a luxury that we can't all afford or are we doing it wrong if we're not living close enough to where we need to work? Or is this an issue with cities and commuting in general? What, what do you think? Mm. I know I, I should ask you an impossible question. <laughs> I just uh, I threw it at you at one in the morning. <laughs> Go, you got this. So one of the things that I've found is that people that ask me about it, mm-hmm. I don't think they're just like ready to dismiss it. People don't consider that you can actually ride a via, ride a bicycle. I think people are convinced you have to be in a car, you have to be blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then when you do it, they're like, "Well, that's pretty wild." And then they're like, "I don't know where to go." Yeah. How can I? How can I make that change? I don't think that's there at all whatsoever. And and it's just a you know kind of craps it out for one way or another. Right. It's a. I mean, it's not easy. Uh, I rode home Friday and it was cold as I'll get out. <laughs> and it was not happy. It was not fun. Do you check the weather every morning but I got, before you go? Do you double? I did. <laughs> I did. I wanted to test out my gear. Yeah. And then you're cursing all the way home. <laughs> oh, no, I was too cold for that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed uh, that you're able to do this. And I, I wish that, I guess I wish that I worked closer um, so that that was a possibility. My boss at um, the aftermarkets uh, company I work for, uh, he bikes into work summer, and it's it's probably about what you're doing, maybe four miles, and uh, he loves it. You know, he loves riding his bike. Um, of course, they don't have any bike lanes. We're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, 
it's probably semi-dangerous for him. And certainly I wouldn't advise that he do it at night. Um, but he's doing it during the day. And, uh, and again, he lives there in town and I live, you know, 40 minutes away from there. Um, but I, I, I love the idea of it. Um, but I, I wonder, I wonder if there, there's a possibility I could do it. Here's, here's a question for you. Do you, do you feel like you need to shower after biking in? Are you sweaty? No, I don't. I don't tend to push hard enough for that. Nice, nice. Because that I think that's part of some people's concern. Is like when I was really out of shape. Um, like I mean, I'm talking like forty, maybe fifty pounds heavier than I am now. I, um, I shit, man. Four miles on a bike, I'd probably be drenched. Like, and, and it's so sad to think that that's the difference, but it really is right. Like, like you lose 40 pounds and, uh, I, I, I think I probably wouldn't be sweating my balls off after two or three miles on a bike. Um, but, but when you are that overweight, I think that's part of it is people are like, Oh, I'd just be drenched. Um, and maybe in the summer you still are, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if it only takes you 18 minutes, I don't know. And then you're moving probably pretty good. You probably get a nice breeze. Well, that's something I found out is that uh, controlling wind is more important than controlling moisture. Ah. So if you can if you can knock down the wind, then you don't need to like triple, double, quadruple bundle up. All right. So teach me. How do you do this? How what do you need special gear? Um. I don't know. I bought a uh, jacket that's part of a gear thing for people that work outdoors, like construction workers. Yeah. So it's waterproof and wind resistant. Um, so I wear that. Uh, it's also highly reflective. So good for at night. Uh, you will sweat your ass off <laughs> because it doesn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good for probably winter. I mean, uh, right? I think so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> that's that's your goal. Uh, that's, that's my. Yeah, I mean, like you know, if it's below forty, I'll uh, put a long john on and then t-shirt and then that jacket on, and then I've got a pair of pants that are fleece lines, and that's that's about it. And then I rode home. I threw some long underwear on and doubled up my hat, and that was it. How long you been doing this? maybe two months here or there nice um but i i love i love that you're biking in and it's so cool um have you looked at any of these electric bikes these bikes that have a motor on them because i've got students writing this stuff and saying well you know, actually, uh, you know, your argument that you can't bike to work is bullshit. You just need an electric bike and uh, you bike. Yeah, that, that makes it, <clears throat> that does make a big difference. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if they could do my kind of range, but I mean, you know, you're yeah. four miles, but what if I had an electric bike that could do 20 miles? And yeah, I need to pedal for part of that. But for a lot of that, the engine's taking care of me. <laughs> all right you gotta tell me uh what what are these tubeless uh tires that imagine i don't know anything about uh bikes what can i learn it's a, it's pretty much just like regular uh car tires so instead of having an inner tube 
you dump a bunch of sealant in it, you pump them up, uh, sealant fills in the holes, and uh, you're ready to rock and roll. That's cool. And the great thing about tubeless tires is you can run very low pressure, so you you don't need a suspension because the tires take care of it for you. So you can ride over crappy-ass terrain and pavement. Nice. That That's another thing I think worth considering. Like, are you riding on the road? Are you riding on bike trails like here in Edwards, I don't know, it's all road. It's all road. We've got great bike trails in the area. So like if I wanted to work um you know in the next town over, I could hop on a bike trail. <laughs> and it might not be the most direct route, but it would be super safe and the terrain is very flat and nice and uh wherever possible they have a lot of wind breaks, like a lot of uh trees on both sides so you've got a lot of wind um but you're riding you're riding over road probably shared with cars this is not like san francisco or denver where there's a fucking bike lane you're in the middle of nowhere indiana right <laughs> like is that accurate no bike lane no none at all <laughs> you're a badass <laughs> for for the record <laughs> uh, so it's i mean it's it's pretty much well i'm well you know it's it's a small town and ironically everybody's pretty cool with giving you plenty of space so it's it's not that bad I, that's super cool honestly that's so cool and i i just i i love it i mean i think you're right i think it's way more feasible for a lot of us but then I don't know. I mean, what what if you had to go to Chicago to, to work? Like, that would be, I don't know. Would that be harder? Like, if I had to work in St. Louis from where I live, could I really ride a bike to get there? But let me tell you this. Um, the last house I lived in, I, I calculated the run to go from my house across the river into St. Louis to go to Four Hands to fill up a growler of beer and come home. And that was totally a feasible a feasible bike ride, by the way. Um, there was a bike lane on one of the bridges. Um, it would probably take me like 40 minutes to get there uh, and then 40 minutes back. And I figured I'd eat something while I was there. Um, and before I had a kid, Jason, that was totally going to be a doable weekend thing for me. Totally. Mm-hmm. So see, even my argument doesn't really stand up. Now, would I have to go through some shady parts of town? Eh. Maybe, maybe. Would I want to do it every day? Maybe not, right? But I could, and I, and I could certainly do it a couple days a week if I was working in the city and commute from the suburbs. So even that is is a poor argument. Um, it's definitely possible to commute via your bike. I like it. Hey, man, as usual, this has been a blast. It's been a, a it was awesome. Great, great chatting with you, and um, I hope we kind of stayed better to the script and the theme of the episode um i think we, I think we, did. we covered four topics pretty well i thought we didn't do it in the top name, but <laughs> no <laughs> oh shit all right man well <laughs> so, same time next week <laughs> same time next week all right, but i'll see you then take care man all right bye bye